Coming up on AEA Amplified, what's the state of the general aviation industry? Let's go inside the numbers with Gamma Vice President of Operations, Jens Hennig. From the Aircraft Electronics Association, this is AEA Amplified, a podcast for aviation's technology experts, with your host, Jeff Hill. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of AEA Amplified, sponsored by Genesis Aerosystems, a Moog company, providing full cockpit upgrade solutions of customizable EFIS displays, UHF and VHF aircraft radios, and autopilots, plus much more for retrofit and OEM factory fit aircraft. To learn more about the upgrade solutions, visit genesis-aerosystems.com. Hi again, everyone. I'm your host, Jeff Hill, for this February 27th, 2023 edition of AA Amplified. And our guest today is the expert architect behind the General Aviation Aircraft Shipment and Billing Report. And that's an annual report put together by Mr. Jens Hennig. He is originally from Sweden, and he joined the General Aviation Manufacturers Association, otherwise known as GAMMA, back in 2003. He has a bachelor's degree with honors in aerospace engineering from Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University, along with a master's degree in business administration and aviation. So Jens, thanks so much for joining us today on AEA Amplified. And let me begin by just giving you a moment, if you could, to introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us what your personal aviation story is, how long you've been with Gamma, and what are your primary responsibilities? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jeff. It's uh, great being part of the AA podcast. So uh, my role is I have been at Gamma for uh, going on 21 years since I joined the association. So this was one of those I was going to come to D.C. for a couple of years and then go off and pursue my dreams as an engineer. But the job just fits so well. So here I am still uh, working regulatory and policy matters. Um, like you mentioned, the uh, quarterly data and statistics that falls into my portfolio, I've been helping put that data together since uh, actually the first week I just started at Gamma, this project was handed to me, and uh, I've always enjoyed it. It's it's great to work with each of the individual companies, get an understanding of where they fit in the marketplace, and of course do the analysis related. Uh, my day job though is uh, policy work, uh, regulatory changes, and and my area uh, within the Gamma staff is aerospace modernization, new technology in the common nav surveillance area, primarily here in the U.S. but also in Europe. Uh, I work some safety issues, collaborate with the NTSB and others, and uh, I also have a role when it comes to security regulations. Well, yes, before we dive into the details of this year's aircraft shipment and billing report, can you describe the, the methodology that you use behind gathering the data, how you collect it, um, where it comes from, and how long it takes to put together? Absolutely. Uh, so the data has been assembled by Gamma since we were founded in 1970. But our records predate uh, Gamma's founding. Uh, before we were stood up an association, we were a part of uh, what's, what was then called the Aeronautical Chamber of Commerce. And it had a group called the Utility Aircraft Council uh, that started collecting this data back in 1946. And we still hold that data. So for uh, some of the historical researchers and others, I always love those inquiries and requests for, for our old information. I'm still working to get the pre-World War II data. Um, I made a trek over the Smithsonian a few years ago to actually take a look at their archives, and, it, and it's uh, still out there, uh, still working to make it into a presentable uh, data format. But uh, altogether, uh, the data set covers about 470,000 aircraft in, in what we've collected. The process is pretty straightforward. Uh, each of the companies have uh, have their own 
uh, approach to reporting data. Uh, some of them are publicly traded, and that obviously comes with specific constraints on how they approach the process. Uh, others uh, have more informal approaches to how they engage with us. But once a quarter, uh, I reach out to the companies, and uh, about five or six weeks after the end of the quarter, uh, we uh, assemble the data, uh, present it either through a simple press release or like we did last week, uh, the event you came into town for, a press event where we provide a little bit of color and context about how the industry is doing. Well, yeah, let, uh, Jens, let's start with the big picture. Uh, and, and as you noted there, the, the most recent data, the annual data was unveiled just last week back on February 22nd uh, by Gamma President and CEO Pete Bunce, along with the Gamma Chairman, Eric Henson. And that took place at the Gamma State of the Industry press conference that I was fortunate enough to attend at the National Press Club in Washington, DC. And uh, of course, you are the individual who has worked tirelessly uh, for, for so many weeks to, to put it together. So overall, how did the 2022 numbers across all the aircraft segments compare to 2021? Well, thank you. I, I don't want to take all the credit. we got a team here at Gamma that uh, makes sure this comes together very nicely under Castro and others on the team. And of course, each company that helps me digest the data, they, they help out as well. But but it's good to be the central point, and a, it's certainly a fun project. Uh, when it comes to the 2022 results, good news. Uh, we track aircraft in five different types, uh, piston airplanes, turboprops, business jets, uh, piston helicopters, and also turbine helicopters. Uh, up across all the segments, up by smidge in some of them, but again, uh, a good news story across the board. Uh, putting the data into context, uh, we usually always just look year over year, how are we doing? That was a good bellwether for many, many years. These days, uh, we've started looking at the pre-pandemic numbers. So compared to 2019 as you know, the last near normal, a lot of things have changed over the past several years. So uh, same data set, same five segments, four of the five are up compared to 2019. Uh, business jets are still not uh, where they uh, were in, uh, at this time back in 2020 when we released the 2019 data. Uh, but as, as you know very well, lots of activity in that segment, lots of flying, and that uh, matriculates over into deliveries down the line. Uh, if you look at the OEM's public statements, uh, also this you know, a data point for the health of the industry. Growing backlogs for the OEMs across the spectrum. We've really seen uh, manufacturers be, being able to build out their, their plans uh, and their delivery schedules uh, into not only the current year, but into future years as well. And once again, we're visiting with Jens Henning, the Gamma Vice President of Operations here on AA Amplified, sponsored by Genesis Aerosystems, a mode company. And Jens, let's break it down uh, even a little bit further here. How do you segment the report into different categories? Uh, and, and what can you tell us about some of the key findings that stand out to you? So let's start with business jets. Uh, it is the uh, the driver of the dollar value in the report. So altogether about $26 billion in aircraft delivered. And uh, just short of 20 billion of that was for the business jet deliveries. If you look back at the past decade, it's been an industry segment that has delivered you know, 700 airplanes any one year, plus minus 100 units. Uh, that was true last year as well, 712 units uh, delivered, and uh, the industry is quite healthy. The one challenge that we're seeing there is supply chain constraints more so than other segments. And I think we'll get into that maybe a little bit later. Uh, that's something that we're managing throughout the industry. For small airplanes, primarily piston airplanes, uh, they've really been on a 10-year upward trajectory. And that was true also last year. 
Uh, last year's increase, 8.2% up, but put that back to 2012, so a decade ago, you're talking about a 48% increase in the number of airplanes delivered. So uh, quite quite the, the uptick there. What's driving it? Some recreational flying, but most certainly also driven by the need to train new pilots. The types of airplanes being delivered are for flight schools, uh, both to, of course, support general aviation flying, but the demand that we're seeing from airlines and, and business aviation to have pilots flying their aircraft. Interesting one-off, people like Milestones. It is the first year in our data set uh, where the piston airplane market is converging on a billion dollar in value. Turboprops, the other propeller segment, uh, value exceeded two billion. That's not a milestone for that industry. It is the segment of the industry that has the most diverse market across the, the globe. Many other segments are very North American centric for the airplanes, but when it comes to turboprops, 55% to North American customers, while Latin America came in strong second at 18.2%, and, and that has certainly been true for five out of the six years. So the Latin American market is really, really strong for turboprops. Shifting over to the helicopter segment, uh, this is an industry that really had its a recent peak at the beginning of the last decade. It's been finding its footing here over the last few years, and we saw an increase of about north of 7% for both piston helicopters and turbine helicopters. Of course, tons of excitement going into next week's Heli Expo down in Atlanta, uh, some announcements there in the queue, and uh, companies individually can provide some context about uh, how their industry segment is doing. Yeah, so it sounds like overall it's a very positive report. And Jens, what do you believe uh, are maybe some of the contributing economic factors that impact the numbers this year, um, maybe such as workforce development and supply chain? What What's going on there? So, you know, there are some some challenges. Let's start with some of the things there. You know, we, we are looking at um, some retirements across our workforce. That is not only true for the aerospace industry, uh, but there, there was a large part of our workforce, certainly, that over the past two or three years decided that it was time to, to uh, start looking at the next phase of life. That, in the midst of quite the growth, not only in our segment of the industry, but the, the traditional business and general aviation side, but commercial aviation coming back quite strongly. And then we also have the new entrants, be it unmanned aerial systems, UASs, or the advanced air mobility sector. There is quite a bit of demand on workforce within aerospace, and of course, more broadly as well. The retirements that we're seeing in our industry, just pick up the 2020 US Census, uh, we're nowhere near peak boomer retirement just yet. So this is a challenge that, that we're gonna have ahead of us. Uh, on the supply chain side, you know, what are we doing to manage it? The first step is that each of the OEMs are very active, is very actively engaging with its own supply chain. We already have a full understanding of the supply chain that we have, but that active engagement and communication at every layer to make sure that an airplane delivery is not held up because the one part, the one widget is not in, in place. Some challenges have come into place, uh, you know, if a component supplier uh, further into supply chain has simply gone away over the last few years, and that has happened in some cases. The OEMs have had to scramble and work pretty tightly to find new suppliers of that part. That is a challenge. Uh, we need the FAA at the table when we make those kind of changes. 
And uh, that has been an added component, an added complication to what's been going on over the past few years. Uh, the simple way of really thinking about the supply chain is, you know, an, an airplane is typically a, a comp compilation of thousands of parts uh, in order to make it uh, through the, the, the production cycle. If it's made of a thousand parts, I cannot deliver it to a customer with 999 of them. I need that last part. And, and to many cases, uh, that has created that frustration. Maybe there's a delay. Maybe the supplier itself has some workforce challenges or other challenges they've encountered. So those are the things that become the norm here, 2021, 2022. They're getting better coming into 2023, but they're certainly not going to go away. Well, Ian, certainly uh, the, the work and the report that you put together is very, very valuable to the avionics industry and all of general aviation. We very much appreciate it. But before we let you go, um, you know, again, from your perspective, you, you know, you mentioned workforce supply chain challenges, but what are the biggest issues uh, and challenges that's facing your members right now? Uh, and how does Gamma address them moving forward? So issues coming up, let's start with them. Uh, here in the United States, the FAA every few years is subject to a review by Congress. It turns out that 2023 is one of those years. So we'll be working through a reauthorization of the FAA. I'm sure everybody remembers the debate that went into the uh, 2018 bill uh, that, uh, that was the last look by Congress on the uh, Federal Aviation Administration. Where's the focus gonna be there? Uh, Number of issues at, at the forefront, safety being primary. You've heard from FA leadership that that is something that they've they've been under a spotlight on and they're going to continue to work on as part of uh, their challenges. But also air traffic control modernization into the 21st century. Uh, there have been some recent events that has had both FA and industry refocus on that. The certification modernization effort after the review that took place in 2020 that I'm sure will come back as well. And of course, environmental considerations. Aviation does have somewhat of a, of a bullseye on us, uh, and we're getting discussed quite in detail as to what our environmental footprint is. So those are the three types of issues that I would see come up there. Challenges, uh, let's take a step across the Atlantic. I know AEA is quite active on European work as well. Uh, the environmental conversation is even more front and center with it for aviation in Europe. It's not only for business and general aviation, but our airline colleagues have similar questions being raised about how they're taking steps to improve aviation. I think we have a good news story. Uh, we're starting to use more and more sustainable aviation fuels. Our aircraft are becoming more and more uh, efficient by you know, flying more better, by uh, integrating to the airspace better, new avionics, new engines, new airframes, new materials. We have a good news story to tell there but there are certainly stakeholders out there with concerns. Shifting back here to the United States, when it comes to challenges, FAA's ability to support our membership is really front and center. It, you know, the FAA is critical to, to the success of aviation. There are safety regulator, but also for us as manufacturers, and I'm sure you see that with the AA membership, in order to bring a new product to the market or to deliver products, the FAA is there with us. They are an agency that's evolving in the midst of a changing world. The same type of issues that we see in our membership, changing workforce, changing uh, challenges um, coming out of the pandemic. Those are also true for the FAA. And, and that is something that we'll be working very actively. They're also facing new challenges. You know, they need to attract a new workforce. They are dealing with how to work from home. 
uh, we're bringing them more and more new technologies and telling them and asking them quite quite uh, aggressively, we need you to provide a pathway for us to certify that. So the FAA is going to need a lot of our help here to really keep pace with the speed of, of our aviation industry. We, we need to help out our, our federal colleagues as best as we can here in 2023 and into the new year. Well, that's all great information. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. And it's always great to see you and hear from you and for joining us here on AA Amplified. And I might also tell our listeners that you can see Gamma's entire aircraft shipment and billings report online at the Gamma website. And that's located at gamma.aero. That's G-A-M-A dot arrow. And of course, if you missed it, uh, you can actually watch the Gamma press conference from February 22nd in its entirety. And you can see that on the Gamma YouTube channel. So check it out when you get a chance. And as a reminder for AEA members, don't forget to register for the 2023 AEA International Convention and Trade Show. And that takes place April 24th through the 27th in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, please register by April the 5th, and you can save $100 per person off the on-site registration fee with that advanced registration. So you can check out the complete training schedule along with links to register and make your hotel reservations at aea.net slash convention. Also, we invite you to sign up for training at the AEA's classroom in Lee Summit, Missouri. There are several in-person and virtual classes planned for the spring and summer months, and you can learn more about each of them and reserve your seat by visiting aea.net slash training. And don't forget the industry's top resource to address workforce development was recently launched at aerocareers.net. Built by industry professionals and powered by the AEA, the website offers a spotlight on career paths in aviation, and it includes links to jobs, scholarships, aviation schools, veterans resources, information for educators, salary data, and much, much more. Check it out and encourage anyone you meet who might have an interest in aviation to visit aerocareers.net. And finally, if your company is hiring, don't forget to post your career opportunities on the AEA Jobs Board, and that is at aea.net slash jobs. That is going to wrap it up for today. And we hope you can join us again soon for another episode of AEA Amplified, sponsored by Genesis Aerosystems and Moog Company. To learn more about Genesis and its full range of upgrade solutions, visit genesis-aerosystems.com. Thanks again to Jens Hennig with Gamma for being our guest today. And until next time here on AEA Amplified, for our producer engineer, Aaron Ward, this is your host, Jeff Hill, wishing you blue skies ahead, wherever you may be. 